you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hello and welcome to the Friday Fun Show. Working title uh, around the NFL's guide to week 14, perhaps, perhaps more. I don't know. I don't know how the hell this is going to go today. Hmm. I'm Dan Hansis. I got a cat just walked, <laughs> a feral cat snuck into the prison and climbed yeah. right across Mark's um, work desk. Uh, so that's good. The, it seems like the... Uh, the penal colony is uh, letting felines in now, so that's cool. Mark Sessler, Greg <laughs> Rosenthal, the great Rachel Bonetta. What's up, everybody? This is Howdy. my favorite part of the Friday Fun Show is watching Mark's face uh, when the cat gets too close. This is utter well, aggravation. I am dealing with a small amount of space, so there isn't a lot of um, room for the cat to roam. Uh, well, those are, those are the consequences for your actions in, on the outside. Like that's you trade right. in. Space. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to accept. You know, and the, the right to vote. I, I will say, you guys, since I've been coming on this pod and talking about people reaching out via jail messenger, the message requests have skyrocketed. I messaged you guys a couple of weeks ago, actually with screen grabs. More kept flowing in, so I need you guys to know there are people in jail that listen to this podcast. That's incredible. Highest rated jail <laughs> podcast. I don't know where they're getting it. I don't know if they're listening through the toilet. But uh, it's out there, baby. And <laughs> that, just that fills me with start. like so much pride. I mean, that for the first time in my life, I feel like I have some edge because I, I'm the host of a show that's listened to in prison. Absolutely, you do. Where else would these requests come in from? You know, they like trickle in once every few months. But then since I've started talking about it, since Mark has gone to said jail, 
Mm-hmm. Um, just the requests have just been flying off the shelves. Have you have you um, corresponded with any of these? Um, no, I'm assuming mostly males that in jail. No, but okay. I do Google their names, and it is frightening to read about any those hotties. Programs. Any like sneaky backdoor hotties? Um, <laughs> sure, all of them. I'm going to say nice things about all of them because I'm not sure how long they're going to be in jail for. But very smart, some of them but... are scary and have done frightening uh, things. So here's the cool thing about the Friday Fun Show. If you've never listened to it before, yes, you get an insight into Mark's prison life. Do you have a cat, by the way, Mark? Is that what's going on? You no, no, no. I, d- I do not know. I'm, so. I, I'm watching um, someone's cat while they're away currently. Huh. Okay. So the it's not mine. I wouldn't. I, just, would, I wouldn't even. Would, the cat was also there multiple weeks ago too. Right? Yeah, but I've done Greg, it a few it, times. It keeps I, on getting more mysterious. I just. I would not even know how to how to purchase a cat. So I can promise you, it's just. An, it's a chore that <laughs> it's I'm in a back alley. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Friday Fun Show is a live stream. It's a podcast, of course, but right now at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern, five or something in England and the surrounding territories. Uh, we are connected with our listeners, and I see it is going off uh, to the right in the stream. So we'll keep uh, you guys involved. And thank you, as always, for um, jumping on and being part of this show. Coming up today, we have predictions for uh, week 14. Uh, it's about me is about me. And I have uh, something to share about someone who deserves a little love. Uh, hmm. But before that, let's open the book I threw the book at Sessler and said, we're going to fix you. That Coldplay song, when you went into the can, Mark, yeah. I just played that on loop. But I was, I was thinking about the federal like penitentiary system fixing you. When you come out, you'll be whole again. <laughs> right. Gwyneth Paltrow, not the dad Gwyneth Paltrow stuff. Mark in the can. Scare me straight. Let's do a TNF recap. A really funky, interesting TNF. Rams have to go 98 yards without a timeout. 23 remaining, 15 seconds. Mayfield flings it left side, end zone. Caught! Caught! Caught by Van Jefferson! With nine seconds remaining, touchdown, LA! Mayfield, comma, Baker, the touchdown maker. I don't know if any of us woke up feeling dangerous. But we're all going to sleep feeling dangerous. JB Long. Love you, JB. What and a fantastic call. Look at with her call. Baker mug. The former Browns fan. And what a ride it's been. That is the voice of the Rams, JB Long, who nailed that call. JB's sometimes hard on himself because he holds himself to a high standard. But I'm sure he went to sleep not just feeling dangerous, but feeling really good. That he is very qualified and excellent at that job. Great call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baker, what a bizarre uh, career trajectory for Mayfield, the one-time savior of the Browns and the, the final, finally a solution to their quarterback uh, room. Things fell apart in Cleveland. He goes to Carolina, washes out there, claimed on waivers earlier this week, and then basically plays the full game on Thursday night two days later. Uh, after John Wolford strangely played one series. That was weird, too. Uh, and the game was going as everyone expected it to go. Rams and uh, the uh, Raiders in total control, 16-3 late in the game. But two late touchdowns, including, yes, an absolutely memorable, forever memorable uh, 98-yard drive cap, uh, cap by that Van Jefferson touchdown. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Uh, the the Bakerness of it all 
uh, made it even more exciting. And uh, just I'll throw it to you because I know no one was more invested in Baker as an NFL player than you. Uh, how did it feel watching him here? Uh, incredible. I mean, I think it's it goes beyond Baker where like suddenly you remember why football is so um, unpredictable and bizarre in a wonderful way. I mean, 98 mm-hmm. yards is the same length of drive that John Elway used to execute the Browns back in January of 97 in the drive. And, you know, this was obviously of a different magnitude. You, 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 you essentially remove the Raiders from the AFC. Uh, that matters. But to watch Baker Mayfield do that after he went through, you know, he flew to town on Tuesday. They said that he ran through a 10-play pass practice in a 10 run play practice with players he's never worked with with an offensive line that's had 12 different combinations in 13 games wide receivers he's never thrown to um that final drive i mean there was initially he throws the interception it's removed by a pass interference max crosby could have ended the game with that sack you get a a a penalty on the raiders on that and then the big plays happen and it's just like i'm just watching it unfold and for baker itself for him the person i mean people have their strong feelings about Baker Mayfield. But to me, it was the example of a football player that's been doubted entirely. And we see the, the, we see this all the time with quarterbacks. His career essentially was um, written off. I mean, I think even on our Tuesday show, we talked about the fact he'll never be a starter again and he'll never be anyone's backup potentially because of the personality side of it. And then two days later, he's executing the Raiders on national television. I don't think Sean McVay had any idea what was going on in terms of the scope of it. He's talked about afterwards, like, we didn't plan for that. I'm, I'm literally, it's one of the football things where I'm at a loss for words because it's one of those sports moments where it's like, okay, that just happened. And he threw pinpoint passes after looking like a defunct quarterback in Carolina. I have no explanation. It's just one of the marvelous aspects to the NFL. I want to hear Rachel on this because she was as big a Baker fan in Cleveland as I know outside of Mark Sessler. And she's listening to Mark just like as if he's telling a beautiful Christmas tale, like around the hearth, like Baker came and gave us the Christmas miracle Rachel was hoping for. I feel like you make a lot of good points. Baker is like, and and I know some people are going to like snicker at this, but I feel like Baker is the kind of, you know, when you just like meet somebody and you're like, oh, they're just, there's something about them. There's like a sparkle to them. There's just something different. And whether you're turned off by that sparkle, like the beer chugging, the smashing his head against everyone, please, sweet Jesus, stop doing that. It's very terrifying. But there's just something about him that just really, if you just let the feelings flow, you can really fall in love with the guy. And um, Mark, you were mentioning that he only went through 10 pass plays, 10 running plays. On top of all of that, he did that with dudes that probably don't really like him. Like Bobby Wagner was asked about him this coming week, and he's like, I don't want to talk about him. Like if he's going to help our team, he's going to help our team, but otherwise I have nothing to say about him. Like that's not Mm. really like, you know what? I like Baker, and I'm happy he's here. And you could kind of see, albeit he was headbutting people without a helmet, but you could kind of see people being like, like, stay away from me. Like there's still probably (laughs) – You know, I think it's safe to say, and I don't want to assume too much, but I think it's safe to say that the majority of players in the NFL probably don't like Baker Mayfield. Same with like the majority of people who watch NFL probably don't really like Baker Mayfield. Yet he comes into this situation, get got there when he was, I don't know if you guys watched the post game, but he like asked earnestly, like, what time is it? And someone was just like 8.15. He's like, cool, I arrived at 7.15 on Tuesday. Like, it, it is actually, it's one of the, I was watching and I was like looking around, I was like, this is why I love football. 
This is mm -hmm. why I love football is because crazy stuff like this can happen. The pressure of the world is on this guy's shoulders, even though we're all like, he came here on Tuesday. He's not going to do anything. And yet, Sean McVay was happier winning that game than he was winning the Super Bowl. You could see it in his face. <laughs> he didn't. He did not celebrate excitement. like that in February. He, he did not. Did I think not it meant a lot to him. Like that. That was like, I bet you there was a moment last night that he was like, "That's why I came back. That's why I turned down the bajillion dollars to do television was to win games like this with people." like Baker Mayfield. Let those emotions just wash wash over you, buy in, because it is so much fun to cheer for this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and, and that's like enough. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I, I think that's an interesting part of the story, but I don't need it to be interesting. Exactly. Like last night was enough. The difference between McVeigh last night and his reaction in February is he didn't just have the most miserable two and a half months of his life coming into February. He had been on top of the world since he entered the NFL, the most mm -hmm. winning coach in the NFL other than Bill Belichick since he entered the league. And he was flying high and that was amazing. It was all part of the story that Sean McVay had in his head. Losing six games seems like the most miserable thing he's ever had. And to be down 16-3 with five minutes to go and we can go through all the million different things that had to happen for the Raiders to lose this game. Uh, just the outpouring of emotion to go that low to that high that quickly is right. I think you guys hit it well, like why I love football, because it wasn't really about the stakes. You don't need to have a good game for it to be incredibly dramatic. Like you're not getting a regular season game in other sports three quarters into the season with similar stakes that can feel that emotionally exciting. And I'll remember it forever because mm -hmm. I was out on the town um, doing some Christmassy stuff. We got Daddy Christmas, we call it, in the house on Saturday because my family's leaving town early. Uh, so we're out doing some Christmas stuff. We were at the Grove go here and there. And we were actually listening to that call by J.B. Long. And you guys know my daughter, Alice, is a massive fan. And so we were on mm. our way back listening to it in the radio. And our car exploded with joy when that <laughs> happened and we like we got into the car at the exact perfect spot it was still 16 to 3 and to hear that comeback and hear the excitement in jb's voice who we're friends with like i'll never forget that it really did oh, feel like a christmas miracle. it's been a long year for not just you know sean mcveigh or baker mayfield uh, everyone connected with the rams including jb long i mean this is one of the worst title defenses we've seen uh, in recent Super Bowl memory. So for them, them to have this kind of big, fun moment in primetime, and uh, Gravedigger called it on the text chain yesterday. The last game we saw in the NFL uh, was a game where a team, uh, the Saints, was comfortably head 16-3 to late in the game and kept toying with their opponent instead of just putting them away, and they give up two late touchdowns in the last five minutes and lose 17-16. It's almost like a simulation, and it makes you wonder if this is even legit. Um, I, I think the, <laughs> the, the one thing, Rachel, I disagree with you on is uh, Baker, I don't think, had the pressure of the world on him. I think part You're of the right. reason— you, you might be right. I think no one expected anything from him. In fact, you know, it was basically disregarded that he could help the team in any way because he didn't even know the names of his teammates, let alone uh, the playbook. And you just got to give it, give him credit. I don't, like, it doesn't change how I feel about him as a player. I don't think he's any good, but I think there is something about Baker. It, and it's kind of ironic because I think it's the same thing with Odell. Um, and they famously did not get along well in Cleveland together. 
but he does have that something that 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 je ne sais quoi, as, as it were, that that does separate him from other quarterbacks. And um, you could see that like they did a good job on the Amazon. Well, they didn't do everything well on the Amazon. I wasn't crazy about their postgame show, but they did a nice job flying up all the different tweets all across the sports spectrum uh-huh. of people just being, you know, the Baker is the, the game doesn't necessarily match the name, but he is a name brand. And uh, I think people do get excited watching him. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next with that. And just before we kind of we should talk about the Raiders, because obviously yes. I've been talking to the Raiders as a team to. that could get back into the playoff race. That's over now. This is an unprecedented season of, of collapses. Um, they are the first team since at least 1930 to lose four times in a season when leading by double digits at halftime. And what? that's an impossible an impossible game to lose. And uh, Mark mentioned some of it. You had the the INT, uh, you know, a beautiful punt uh, pins them at the two yard line. And the Rams don't have any timeouts. The game is over then. The only way to lose that game then is to literally hand the game to the other team. And they did this. They had an INT wiped away by a PI. It was the right call. A mindless Jerry Tillery penalty after the Crosby sack uh, that instead of the clock running and the game being over, essentially, at that point, stops the clock and gives them a first down and 15 yards. Mm. And then Baker did say on the postgame show, um, I won't even mention they have third and one with a chance to end the game and they can't get a yard and, and leading to that punt. Baker on the postgame show says he could not believe that they're playing press coverage in that situation and not zone. And, mm-hmm. and they end up leaving Van Jefferson on an island against the overmatched young cornerback. And it's just like maybe it's not just bad luck. Maybe it's bad coaching. Maybe it's things here. There's a reason that they're they're in an unprecedented gag cycle, this Raiders team. So I think both sides of the story are incredibly compelling. Uh, obviously Baker and the Rams side of it and the Raiders having an unprecedented season. Well, you know, I think the Raiders emph- emphatically announced to everyone observing the game, we aren't for real. And they're losing the close games they've lost. It all bakes into the coaching. It all has a lot to do with it. And like, I, I feel like with this team, they aren't the sum of their parts. That's bad coaching to me. When you, There are stars all over the Raiders and they simply don't show up. And I think to be on the bottom end of a game like last night is a perfect way for their season to end because we went down the list of who they play between now and the end of the year. And the Rams game, we just automatically they'll win that. And they might even beat the Niners because the mm-hmm. Niners have issues right now. It's like, forget all that. Handle your own business. They haven't handled their own business Here's all year thing, long. Here's the thing, though, Mark. I think they could beat the Niners. I think this is a strange uh, team. That's fine, but, it, but now, that's not, it's now not because it they're a quality matter, team. It now, doesn't now matter. It doesn't matter because it, they didn't take care of their business. No, and I, I don't. I think you're if you if you're honest with yourself, if you're a part of the Raiders organization, I'm not sure you have the right coach. We don't even know anything about the GM. I'm not sure you have the right quarterback because Derek Carr to me is the same experience year after year after year. Mm. It doesn't matter who's around him. And like the fact that was a night for Devonte Adams to have one of his big games. And really, yeah. what he end up with 77 yards. It's like. The, you just got outclassed by a Rams team that has literally traveled through hell for six straight weeks and has had a quarterback on the roster for 37 hours and just executed you with 98 yards and a minute and a half to go. That's on you, Raiders. What about the Colts loss, too? Now, not only did they sure. get beat by Jeff the guy. Saturday. Yeah, they get they get beat by the guy that's been in town for a day. They also got beat by the Jeff Saturday Colts. Like, the, I don't know how you, if you're, if your ownership, you don't smell some something foul going on uh, with this team. But you know, 
They'll have plenty of time to figure that out. I feel like Derek Carr is, I always kind of like listening to his post-game press conferences because he's either like crying or like saying something. He has interesting post-game press conferences. Like I feel like he actually says something. I didn't even want to see it last night. It was like, you know, Croatia and Brazil, that penalty shootout. Brazil just got (laughs) kicked out of the World Cup. They're all crying on the ground. I'm like, get him off the field. I don't want to see this. I want to see the winners. I Max didn't Crosby, even listen to it last night. Max Crosby said after the game, he just feels bad for the fans. That's how he ended his long monologue on it. And I, that is, you know, at least there's an ownership there that you, you just buried your fan base basically for three months straight this year. I don't think Cara is going to be on this team. I'm confident Josh McDaniels will be back. I, I really think last night helped set up Tom Brady, maybe getting there. That's getting ahead of ourselves, but it should not be forgotten. The game absolutely turned on one of the worst interceptions of the year by Derek Carr late in the first Brutal. half. And that what, you know, having known how the game is going to end and then getting to it and then rewatching and knowing all the things that had to happen for this to happen. I mean, that, that was the moment. It was just a play you're shocked Derek Carr made. And the, the Raiders, this game played into all their worst tendencies, which is I think they're extremely safe. I think Josh McDaniel's extremely safe. I think Derek Carr's extremely safe. You can kind of see it that they never turn the ball over typically. They're among the, the best in the league at that. But you saw like they're running on third and five to set up field goals. They're throwing little screen passes in the red zone on third and nine to set up field goals. And then Derek Carr makes that one big mistake and uh and you mentioned it dan they couldn't get one yard either when they needed it in the fourth quarter that was bobby wagner making some massive plays he's been awesome so he he should he get has. some some love for darting in there and getting them the ball back what what a game good for uh al michaels too who i was really starting to feel bad for i think he had a great line he did a podcast recently and he i think he called yeah some of the schedule has been leaky i think was the word he used uh did some leaky Gross. games this year uh, and uh, this one was for most of it, and then it turned into one that everyone will remember forever. We got to check in now. Let's keep moving. It's the fun show. Let's check in with the uh, viewers, listeners, whatever. John Case, I need to hear what Dan would do if Baker was a Jet next year. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't get here. This is the one thing I'll say. Don't get sucked in by this performance and thinking Baker is a player. He's not. Christopher Townsend, Dan would absolutely loathe having <laughs> Baker as a Jet. I think Dan would rather the Jets re-sign Darnold. You're damn right. You know I love Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold uh, is not doing that last night, though. I'll tell you that much. No, but he also doesn't get fired by every team he's on. Kyle well, Malenkoff, was that performance enough to bring Baker back next season? He's got four more weeks. to. to I, it, I wanna, go ahead. I want to say something. You know, I, I think that ba- when I said Baker has got the pressure of the world, may- maybe not the world, but it probably feels like that because he's probably put so much pressure on himself. Yep. And I just think for most human beings, like I I was thinking, I was out and about for the first quarter and I was driving in my car and I was listening to the game and I was like, I think, I hope that Baker sees a therapist. I hope that he is <laughs> able to talk to somebody you know, besides our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, every single week, because he probably has all of this pressure on himself. And the fact that he's able to still come out and play football when the world hates him, I think is actually like a miraculous human feat, in my hmm. opinion. He And those passes weren't lucky. They, they were nice throws to Squarnick early in the first half. They could add more points if Akers didn't fumble it. Uh, but he's got four weeks to try to prove uh, that he could come back next season. We don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to be back. He could be back to the Rams as a backup. Uh, but it, I almost think it doesn't matter. Reminded me a little bit of that Cam Newton game when he came back. And like for one week, it was just a, a great moment and great story. I don't need I don't need Baker to like turn this into a great second act for that to this game to be memorable. Yeah, same. What else we got? 
Are tickets sold out for the live show in January? <laughs> yes, the homecoming, ATN homecoming, January 18th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Go to Ticketmaster. I don't think there's many left. So No, they we've been getting updates, and uh, they're tracking toward being sold out probably before Christmas, uh, but not sold out yet, so go get How it. How about a nice Christmas gift to your significant Ooh, other in prison? Hello. One more question. Oh. Uh, who has failed the preseason predictions more? Judy Elmore asks the AFC West or the NFC West. Ooh, Mark. Oh, I would say I, I would have to go AFC West because I think that the failure of the Denver Broncos is um, above anything else we've seen league wide. I mean, what we were thinking about the Broncos four or five months ago and what they are, um, no one saw coming. It is a catacomb. It's an absolute car crash of the highest nature. Well, you know, you know how the NFL didn't see it coming. Their centerpiece on Christmas Day, which last year I think was the most watched football day of the year, is Rams Broncos. So, and Mark, I, I was going to say you weren't on the show yesterday, but the Mark Bot really did fill in and uh, really a, in an efficient manner. Uh, I would say it was like posting a passer rating of one ten yeah. to one twenty. Uh, and I said I had a similar thought that the Broncos and Russell Wilson Wilson's absurd struggles this year to me is the the biggest surprise and one of the craziest storylines in the league this year. Just wild. Uh, all right, hit it, Braver. <laughs> all right, it's my turn. <laughs> it's about me. Ooh, give me that tambourine. <laughs> Here's a quote. I feel like I'm playing the best football of my career right now. That's Jared Goff. <laughs> the date is January 21st, 2021, and the Lions sent Matthew Stafford their franchise pillar to the Rams in exchange for Los Angeles's first round draft pick in 2022, 2023, a third round pick in 2021, and quarterback Jared Goff. And at the time, Goff was a throw-in to to make the trade make more sense, and and the Lions took on the salary for Goff so the Rams could then make it work with Stafford and give him the big extension that he, he signed shortly thereafter and nobody thought much of it beyond that the whole st- everything after that trade was about the Rams going all in and the Lions doing their thing maybe tanking and uh, Goff sucking while they tank and then they go get their new quarterback in the draft um, that hasn't happened at least not yet because the Lions have one of the best offenses in the NFC And we're giving a lot of credit to offensive corner Ben Johnson, uh, head coach Dan Campbell, uh, the skill players there, uh, the offensive line. Jared Goff? Not so much. I don't hear a lot about Jared Goff and people crediting a man who, written off by the football world, we talk about writing off Baker, everybody wrote off Jared Goff too, guy that actually went to a Super Bowl, and right now he's projected... This season, if he continues his production to complete 65% of his passes for nearly 4,300 yards, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a passer rating uh, near 96. Are those superstar numbers? No. 
But man, those are pretty good. And when you put him up, you, you see how he understands and runs one of the best offenses in the AFC. I think you gotta give him some love. Then there's things like this. Oh, Dan, you're just you're just cherry picking this moment in time uh, because they've won four or five. Yeah, and his last five games, check him out. All the numbers are basically the same. The only thing that's changed during the, this winning run, he's not throwing interceptions. He hasn't thrown an interception in four games, which is the best run of his career. And um, you know, when you look at what's going on with the salary, he makes 25 million. He's due to make 25 25 million each of the next two years, which you might say, whoa. That's weird. That's too much. That's gross. Well, next year, Aaron Rodgers is going to make $59.5 million. Deshaun Watson, who's behind him, will make $46 million. Mahomes, $40 million. Goff makes a very manageable salary for a quarterback in the range of what Carson Wentz makes with the commanders. So I find Goff's success strangely underplayed this season. Um, I think the Lions are in a very similar boat to the Seattle Seahawks. They both have high draft picks coming from blockbuster trades where they can go get a quarterback, but both might want to think about maybe keeping the guy in-house and then using that trade either to take on another big-time talent in the top five or, if there's a team desperate enough for it, a quarterback loading up with a godfather-type deal and getting multiple picks in return for a team that needs a quarterback. So, Jared Goff who feels like he's playing the best football of his career. I see you, buddy. I hope that counts for something. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Let's put them back on another hard knocks or all or nothing. Or... But we don't need to do that. That's <laughs> we, don't need that. we do not need to. <laughs> no, come on. He's I like want to see most... what kind of like chipping setup he has in Detroit. Like a little golf And the lines, by the way, if you remember early in the season when everything was going to hell, um, Campbell kind of called out Goff and said he needs to play better and he absolutely has and Greg I know we've talked about Goff I brought him up a little bit this year and there's usually some pushback from you I'm not saying that he's a star quarterback but it is just interesting to think about it if you take a step back if you have a quarterback that's a relative uh, bargain and the offense is running with this efficiency like is that something you want to mess with in the attempt to find something better in, in the great unknown it's a decision, I think, for Detroit. No, I don't think you do. I think $25 million is a good deal, and I think it puts them in a perfect spot. Their rebuilding effort, especially if they can win a few more games here, is perfect because I think you keep Jared Goff, and if you do like a quarterback that high, you do probably take him. And at some point, he's going to play, but you're not going to need to feel the need to play him right away, especially when you're trying to make the playoffs. I think Goff is like the perfect uh, transitional quarterback for the Lions where if you get... You draft someone, top five, whatever, and a top 10. And Goff is the kind of guy that's not is going to be a good uh, mentor and, and friend to a younger quarterback, which doesn't happen with Aaron Rodgers and other people. We know that. Um, and, mm-hmm. he's, and you don't have to you don't have to start someone else week one. You can have Goff in there for another full season. Like I think he's also if you look at like football outsiders has certain metrics on these guys, like his production has been absolutely off the charts over what they would have expected for Goff. So it's been a, a he's I think like Baker's thing is a, like a micro. Like what happened with with Baker last night is a small little like advertisement for his career. But what Goff's mm-hmm. done this season is like yes, he could be someone else's starter. He could be the Lions starter. He certainly has extended his career by uh, years and years by what he's done. I think. But if you take a step back and take like a broader look at things, like I feel like Goff is playing great, but I. F- 
not that I didn't like him before, but he has really gained like a lot of respect from me because think about what he's been through the last few years. He, we all live in Los Angeles and no shade to Detroit. Detroit's a really cool city. Lots of good things about it. It's cold there right now. It's freezing cold. (laughs) Could you imagine any of us packing our bags and moving to Detroit right now after living in sunny, beautiful Los Angeles? Hitting hitting them with the, with the cold take in Detroit. He's a California boy. I can say this. I can say this. And then to leave and then have your team who you probably love and have a lot of relationships on go and win a super. Super Bowl after you leave and then to go to Detroit who is like known for not being great the past few years um I really have a lot of respect for him right now for doing what he's done and I reached out to the research department guys because I'm a pro uh hey can you give me some goth <laughs> nugs because I want to gas them up on the Friday Off show nugs. and uh they, they very quickly Ben McWilliams got back with some goth nugs uh, he is one of only three players to have multiple games with four put- touchdown passes this season. Mahomes, Allen are the other two. Uh, his passer rating and yards per attempt are both best since 2018. That was the Super Bowl year, I believe, with the Rams or maybe the year before. And uh, Greggy, help me out with this one. Jared Goff has 17 passing touchdowns at home this season, uh, most in the NFL. Where Whoa. do the Lions play against the Vikings this weekend? In Detroit, that's why we're all about the Motor City Kitties, and I drafted them first overall in the, the team, team draft. of ADL. All right, let's check back in with the listeners before we get to our uh, predictions. Saboteur! Desmond Ritter's promotion to starter means that Mark will not have to do a show shirtless. Oh, damn it. I forgot Aww. about that. But that doesn't mean he can't do it anyways. That's true. Well, I will not. I think more buttons left. I think everyone wins um, <laughs> with the result of that proposition that I want is true. you're, you're with down cat, three buttons you know. there buddy what you're, you're, that collar right now is flirting with uh it's how i always wear this shirt nc17 the great thing about doing remote um <laughs> broadcasts is like no one has to know how the shirt smells it's not been washed in like quite some time oh come on right. we don't have to go well, there listen, well, I'm just being honest you're in jail all right what else yeah <laughs> you're in jail for a reason peter's csm question how does mark like the sunday games neil and graver selected for him yes of course if you miss the thursday show uh, amortize it if you've missed it. Um, they uh, Neil jumped in from Sky Sports. Great job. Great bloke, that Neil Reynolds. And uh, did you see what games you have, Mark? I believe I had um, San Francisco and Tampa Bay, which I'd quite enjoy. Uh, the rest escape. I don't recall what the others were. All right. So that means... Well, uh, I think I had Dallas-Houston. So I, that, I love that because we there's knew a you'd love that. There's a blowout potential which and you got eagles giants i actually think he took exactly the games that you would have taken in the spot he is a great job dedicated listener that guy gets it how about nick dugan is this the biggest lions game since their last playoff game right no because caldwell was trying to save his job and they were above 500 trying to make the playoffs five years ago those were big games but the biggest game since then Right. Do the Lions have to win out? Do they have to win every single game that they have on the slate now? Or can they, they drop? I think like they could lose one more, maybe? Yeah. I mean, if they won out, they'd get in, most likely. If they lost one more, then who knows? It, it, nine and eight could get it you would, in the NFC. It puts I, an immense amount of pressure on them to basically run the table if they can't win this game. And also, yeah, there's, you know, tiebreaker stuff. This is an NFC matchup that affects things mm-hmm. as well. Got to go get this dub. Need it. I also feel like so many people are like lions or or the Vikings are frauds. Like so many people want to see the lions. And the lions are favored by like last time I checked, it was two. I don't know if it's gone up to two and a half or anything, but Mm -hmm. 
I see. Like somebody. Josh Duhamel. I was seeing tweets from Josh Duhamel, famous person. The actor. Famous, famous person. Vikings Vikings fan. Oh, and he was not happy that the Lions were favorite. They are. He you had, know what? I, I kind of get it. I would feel the same way, uh, honestly, that <laughs> they are in their feelings about everybody not buying in on them. But just how about you just enjoy being 10 and 2? Udi Sneeder. 60% G is also doing the 60% listening and 40% reading the comments. Is that true? I have been reading the comments. I've also been making sure I have all the last minute injury updates ready. because right. they, they, they are coming transition. during the game. Beautiful. By the man they call the boss. And now it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Greg Rosenthal Week 14 Injury Minute presented by AcraShore Faith-Based Adult Diapers. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence uh, was back at practice on Friday, which makes it sound like they're pretty hopeful he will start and uh, we're not going to get that game ruined by C.J. Beathard. Saquon Barkley is weirdly sounding like a game-time decision. I mean, I don't like a, next stuff, Greggy. I don't like next stuff. I know. If I'm a fantasy owner, he did finish last week, which is usually a, a good sign, but that's worrisome. Leonard Fournette's out of practice. It's early. We don't know why. There's a lot of illness going around. Uh, Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas both out of practice for the Seahawks. I'm thinking like they're trending towards not playing. Nico Collins and Derek Stingley are out for the Texans. Just figure the Texans should get a mention every once in a while. Mike Williams has been upgraded to a full participant. That is huge news for the Chargers. It really does sound like he'll be back. Cortland Sutton out most likely after missing practices for the Broncos. Jerry Judy probably in. Hayden Hurst, who's been good for the Bengals, is likely out after missing practices. Rondell Moore is likely out after missing practices for the Cardinals, which is a bummer. We've still never seen all the Cardinals receivers together. Traylon Burke's still in the uh, concussion protocol. Deontay Johnson and TJ Watt have been missing practice for Pittsburgh, so keep an eye on that. Watt seems a little more hopeful. Matt Milano might be a game-time decision. Kadarius Toney's back at practice for the Chiefs. Christian Derrissaw's in the concussion protocol still, but is practicing, so he's got a chance for the Vikings. And then finally, one last little bit of thing I found interesting. They are not putting Jimmy Garoppolo on injured reserve which to me says a lot and I think says they're hopeful that it's possible. They're keeping a roster spot open for him to return in the playoffs there. That's nice. Wow, that's going to be insane. Isn't it cute? Don't you, isn't it easy to imagine Greggy, who's loyal to football, waking up in the morning and legitimately in a passionate way going through the injury reports because he just wants to know what's going on. And like, he, it excites him even just okay. going through the injury report and getting ready for the week to come. You like not usually if someone's doing an injury update, you don't feel that. But with, when Greg does it, you do. That's a guy that's excited. Think, I think also you guys play really hopeful music and you're just like talking about people who are in like concussion protocol. <laughs> yeah. The music's a little out of tune, but I think Greg is sort of building a resume to be, you know, when this all melts away, a really wonderful sort of AM sports radio guy that mm -hmm. comes in and gives you sort of a 2020 wow. flash kind of vibe, you know. True. Like Someone did say in the uh, comments that it's time for you to point the microphone toward you when you talk. That's a little broadcasting tip, but <laughs> otherwise you did great. You know, we've been moving this desk around. We've had some changes in the bedroom. Still still taping out of my bedroom. All right. Tell us more about the changes in your bedroom. <laughs> no, Please just don't. Some, wear certain things. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Fearless prediction times. Before we move to Sunday, we'll let you know what we think happens. Rage face. <laughs> I get to go first? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this weekend, I think that our guy, Derek Carr, and no, he's not playing, okay? I think that he hits up Twitter and he sees people arguing about if, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. He says, I've never watched Enough. Die Hard. Enough. 
So he he turns it on. Hold on. I'm, I'm going somewhere with it. Okay. He turns it on. Okay. <laughs> he decides it's not a Christmas movie. But when he goes to bed that night, he has no less than three dreams where Baker Mayfield is Hans Gruber and Derek Carr is Bruce Willis as John McClane. <laughs> and also the Jets beat the Bills. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You saved it. <laughs> no, I like that. That's my prediction. There's no way that anyone can prove it didn't happen. Um, Greggy. I'm making mine simple. I feel it strong. We're going to see a 40 burger from the Dolphins on Sunday night in a big win. It's just going to kind of be the end of these Chargers and the Dolphins reminding everyone it was one bad week. We're going to embarrass this Chargers team. You know, Greggy, I should point out everybody. I wasn't on the show last week, but everybody got their predictions wrong. You came so close. Uh, You said that uh, Joe Burrow would throw three touchdowns and a Bengals win. Um, and Ty Boyd dropping that wide open. Maybe the oh. drop of the year with Christian Watson cost you the prediction. Look the at spirit Look at of it clump. was right, though. I got the Come spirit on. right. Spirit and so did Rachel. On game debut, we both had the Bengals winning. It was a nice W for, yeah, for Rachel. And Graver, I feel like it's unnecessary for you to, and I know you're doing your job, our, our predictions record is 11 and a half out of 58. Absurd. That, per- that percentage isn't great. Uh, I'll go next. I believe uh, that um, Deshaun Watson is going to be an absolute mess against the rolling Bengals who um, force Watson into multiple turnovers. Let's say three turnovers uh, at the minimum in a double-digit loss. There will be some calls to return Jacoby Brissett uh to the lineup and don't worry about that but watson will enter week 15 feeling some pressure to appear somewhat like the superstar qb the browns sold their soul for love that i'm with you mark says lock it up all right i have a four pack of um probably utterly doom predictions because i'm (laughs) one of the big reasons we're 11 and a half wins out of 58 but davis mills out of effing nowhere Looks like a mixture of 1990 Jim Kelly and young Elvis mixed into one as the Texans nip the Cowboys in a Lone Star State stunner. Um, Prediction number two, Brock Purdy throws three touchdowns, but also three interceptions versus the Bucs. Rachel Bonetta will meet somebody on Saturday who will change her life. Um, And our fourth prediction, a coach will be fired by the start of our Tuesday show. Lock it up. Change my life in a good way or change my life in a bad way? I can't say. see. I can't see beyond. Mark, just the, not probably. On. I mean, I think that would be that. probably good. I would. I would imagine. say ju- just to uh, the risk, it feels like a coin flip, Rachel. I would say just lock your doors and stay under the covers. <laughs> well, what if I get another email from somebody from a member of the jail society? <laughs> be open to it. Be open to it. Uh, all right. Thank you to everybody uh, for checking in all the content this week, and you know, Rachel Bonetta. Check out her podcast, Benched with Bonetta, which is excellent. Gravedigger is the producer on that joint as well. All her NFL Network stuff. And then we'll be back uh, Sunday with the flagship show. Anybody have anything, any parting words? We love you all. Thank you. Until. Everyone stay away from me on Saturday. Sunday night. (laughs) Lock those doors. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.